Look at my pinkies. I got them done. They're so fancy. They're nice. They are shamrocks. How lucky of you. Hey, Dan, shake them. Shamrock shake. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go from here, Dave. Just start this thing. It's all downhill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome, everybody, <laughs> to episode number 25, oh. Random Draw Board Game Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I am your host, Daniel Mann. With me, as always, Dave Hubbard. That's me. Mark Belial. hey Thank you guys for coming tonight. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was so nice to have Mark show for me here. Oh, that's true. Dave hurt his back bowling. Oh, he only complained about it all the way here. You made him sit? Yeah. yeah. I made sure I hit every bump in the road, Oh, too. it was awful. He was swerving back and forth, <laughs> aiming for bottles. You should have asked to point, ride on the roof. At one point, I like slowed it down, and I just ran over the rumble strips on the side of the, <laughs> yeah. the, side of the highway. It was, just stared at him. Right on the passenger side. Yeah, that one really backfired, though. That shiatsu massage really <laughs> <laughs> felt like a... Bucks. So Dave's at seventy percent tonight because yeah. of his he had his back injury. I'm, from, I'm such a little baby. You had a sports injury. It's because yeah. I'm so old now is the problem. Mm-hmm. I was gonna. I was. I I, I, it crossed my mind when you told me about this injury. I was like, Dave is like the oldest thirty three year old I've ever known. I'm thirty four. Thirty four year old. Excuse me. <laughs> Hope I don't get another gout flare. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dave is I the wish, oldest thirty four year old <laughs> on the planet. I wish that was a joke, but it's like. <laughs> That happens. <laughs> oh yeah. So bowling injury. What did you roll on that bowl? By the oh, way, it, well, it, first of all, it was the heaviest ball that I picked up that night. Uh-huh. <laughs> was just, it twelve pounds? It was twelve pounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you I know can why, guess anyone's bowling ball weight? Do you know why I chose the twelve pound ball, Daniel? Uh, no. I the stripe know. was purple, so <laughs> it was a, it was a lot of forethought yeah, about yeah, the game yeah. itself. Not why whether I chose your that fingers ball. fit in the holes. Nope. Mm-hmm. They have medium, small, and large on all the different weights at the bowling alley. Over so. at Lefties? No, no. This is oh. no. I go to Milford Bowling. Okay, <laughs> Lefties gotcha. is expensive. Lefties yeah. is. Uh, they should rename Lefties to Bougie Bowling. No, I go to the Poor People Bowling Alley. Yeah, yeah. I like a Poor People Bowling Me Alley. Too. It's more my people. Yeah. Like I fit in there. I feel comfortable. I'm usually like the one of the ones who's like more put together than the others. The beer is the like, like seven super bucks cheap. for a pitcher. Yeah. I assume they see at least one back injury a night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's just a bunch of dads wearing back braces. <laughs> so I I always pull on league night, and I will. Say I've seen a whole lot of those weightlifting belts. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, you get those sixteen pound yeah, bowling balls. You're going are, for force. Yeah, but those aren't for mobility. <laughs> that's crazy. I love it. I love uh, so it. if you are new to our show, welcome. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so we talk about three board games normally, and then we do a uh, talkic, <laughs> which we've named it last time. Which we've named it. So it's just I don't even know what it's it, a topic that we talk. Oh, about. that's what it yeah, stood for. Exactly. I forgot. Got a topic that we talk about. So now it's called a topic. Mm-hmm. So tonight's topic, little. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I hate it. And so I'll, I can't stop saying it though. So it's so t- good. So tonight's topic is four uh, X games. We're gonna explain a little bit about four X games, but that'll be at the end of the show. So you have to keep listening yeah. or fast forward. No yes. choice. <laughs> We're holding it hostage. Uh, so let's start this week's games with a, a little game called Yeah Diamonds. Yeah. yeah! Diamonds. Diamonds. So, so we've been chanting this <laughs> to preface this for ever since PAX. Yeah, it is the greatest named game I own. And that's sure. mm-hmm. where the word greatest ends with this game. Yeah, this game's not great. Yeah. So <laughs> any game with an exclamation point, I'm on board. It's in a weird spot, though. It's after yeah. yeah. So it'd be like, yeah, yeah diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> no, is, I assume the diamonds is real droll. It's yeah. like, yeah, diamonds. Like they for, like they were hoping for something else. Mm, right, God. yeah. It's like, Bueller. <laughs> 
So I got this game. I bought one of those uh, mystery boxes mm -hmm. for like 60 bucks, and you get a bunch of games in it. And this was one of those games. And the first one, I think we've actually played out of it. Yeah. So things aren't looking good for this box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've only played one out of four, though. Well, yeah. So, yes. so the money for this goes to um, charity, which is good. Yeah, so, Toys for Tots. What up, guys? Uh, yeah, which is fantastic. So every like one of these, they do board games for, for kids, which is great. I want kids to play board games, just not this board game. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about Yeah, Diamonds? Well, gentlemen, Yeah, Diamonds was published in 2017 by a, a publishing company called Game in a Curry. Which game in a what? Game in a Curry. Like, oh, you, a game and, and a curry, like the Indian dish curry. Yeah, yeah, except there's no article in front of game, so it's game and a curry. Game and a curry. Not a game in a curry. It's game in a curry. Game. But, so they want you to play a game and also this bowl of curry. Yeah. This I'm into like that. Curry. Or, <laughs> yeah, or, or conversely, this curry. Curry got game. Game and a curry. <laughs> no. Curry got game. Yeah. Like Stephen Curry? Yeah. Sports joke. A uh, basketball player. <laughs> yeah, boy. Hey. Yeah. Nice. Cute kid, by the way. Excellent well, sports baby. I don't understand any Are, of that. Is oh, he, he a child? No, he brings his kid to the press conferences. Oh. And it's the most likable part about the world. No, he's a full on adult. Yeah. <laughs> well, I assumed you so. He was in the NBA. NBA player. He's full on adult. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're hiring he, kids now. Okay. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a cute <laughs> really kid. Really hurting. It's the best part of the Warriors. <laughs> they're really hurting for Dallas. Yeah, kids <laughs> over there. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, welcome to our sports podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> this is the second so week in a row. <laughs> So, we yeah. should start a podcast where Mark and I talk sports and also Dave is there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Game in a Curry, 2017. They also published Judge Dredd, Block War. And, okay. Uh, I like Judge Dredd. Lair. Me too. I'm a big Judge Dredd fan. Maybe not Block War. If this game's any <laughs> insight yeah. of what's... Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know anything about it. I do know that they got the official license from Rebellion. That's who owns Judge Dredd? I think so, if I'm remembering correctly. I saw the, the art. It looked like legit comic book art. Oh. But it's still in there does it look like Stallone no 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 it definitely looks like more <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that <laughs> so yeah diamonds yeah diamonds oh it was designed by I'm not, I'm not done doing my <laughs> hey, we're not impressions done with the, Dave we're not done with the bit yet yeah. <laughs> Dave don't you cut my bit off not done with it uh, yeah it was designed by Dave Beaver cool name yeah he lives in New Jersey so real close <laughs> why do you know that because I was like looking for any other game I was like now I stalk people yeah, yeah because I'm Mark I remember now, Remember when he said he is Facebook? <laughs> I am Facebook. I am Facebook. I was looking for literally any other game this guy has designed, and it looks like he has designed other games, but they're all prototypes. Oh. So the oh, only other game that I could kind of find was uh, Jump, comma, Frog, exclamation point. <laughs> is it like based uh, some, on Frogger, the old jump, Nintendo Frog! <laughs> So weird. He loves he loves the exclamation points. He does. I'm, I'm kind of in down. weird places. <laughs> <laughs> and the artwork was designed by Herb Furman, who Herb. also did Judge Dread Block War. In Yeah Diamonds, there is a concept to this game. Yeah, <laughs> we promise. Yeah, it's not much of a concept. So in Yeah Diamonds, you are looking for buried loot, essentially. Yeah, gems yeah, of that's a sort. Fair. You are sure. looking sapphires for and rubies, garnets, rubies, and diamonds. And diamonds. Yeah, diamonds. And the Yeah Diamonds. So this is a tiled game. So there is a grid of tiles in front of you that you mm -hmm. randomly place out. Then everybody starts with the same four tiles, which are just orthogonally uh, placed arrows. So one up, one down, one left, one right. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then it becomes almost like a deck builder. 
Yeah, it's like some weird tile builder. So on yeah, your, it's it's weird. There's like a drafting element to it because you got to decide where you're going with what. Sort of, but you're yeah, yeah. So you're using these arrows to basically push tiles off the board, and then anytime you push a tile off the off the board, the grid because there's yeah. no board, then you take that tile and you put it into your discard. I, I want to say deck tile. because it becomes your tile deck, mm-hmm. and yeah. then once you're out of tiles to draw, you shuffle all, everything that's now in that, and then draw you, those. So you draw most two, of those, and you play both of those. Yeah, most of yeah. those then have special uh, effects to do on them, like mm-hmm. uh, choose any tile but replace this with that, or take a tile out of the center instead of one off of the edge. Or, mm-hmm. They have different things you yeah. do. None um, of them are fun. None of them are interesting. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think that is ultimately the problem with this game. Like We played through this game, and then after we played it, I asked Dan if I could have the rule book because I felt like we must have been missing the part where it was fun Yeah, no, <laughs> or interesting. And then I read that one sheet double-sided and turns yeah. out no. And I mean, mm-hmm. if you could streamline your rules into one page, that's great for me because I don't oh, want to yeah. read a rule book. Yeah, who wants to spend all that time reading rule books? Yeah, so I read this and I was like, but you, have you ever like read a game's rule book and you're like, oh no. Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, oh. Like, oh no, this is really simple. Yeah, I'm not going to like, well, even that, like I can read it and be like, oh, that doesn't seem like fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and not I've been even wrong that it's before. simple. I, like I'm fine with simple games. We yeah. played a lot of oh, The yeah. Mind. I mean, we've played some mind. simple games. Mm-hmm. Most Roll and Writes, very simple games. Yeah. Like we've played a lot We're of simple, simple games, but there is simple and then there's not fun simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. It's definitely like, there's a big difference between like simple, meaning easy to understand and simple as in meaning really aggressively boring. So this entire game, you're just taking tiles off off the board you're putting them into your deck and then when you're done with the game which does not take that long no. i will give this game that yep. it does not overstay its welcome yep. but once it's done you you flip over whatever's in your deck if you will you count up all of the gems you get bonuses for having the most of each type of gem plus every gem is worth like a point or whatever yeah. and then whoever has the most points wins most of the game purely boils down to what gems flip over at what time so mm-hmm. that you can get the threes instead of the ones yes because there's like one two or three gems on most of the tiles mm-hmm. and so it just boils down to that did things flip over appropriately so you can snag yeah and do, the high gems? do you have the right card to help you get that gem exactly or tile not and also card, but... what order are you in the turn order because I definitely didn't get a last turn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because, <laughs> so, because it, the game ends as soon as tile goes away and it can't be replaced, the game is now over. And yes. that means that realistically, from a gameplay perspective, Dan and I each had two extra tiles to score mm-hmm. at the end of the game over mm-hmm. Mark just because we went first. Yeah. Which, from a gameplay perspective, is very not fair. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know how to fix it I was other gonna, than like, not playing this game. Yeah, I was going to say, if you guys that had fixes. to, if you, if you were like locked in a room, right? Okay. <laughs> Let's Say, let's say Good. Board- nothing I right. love more than a hypothetical. All right. I love I love a hypothetical. Okay. So Board Game UN has contacted you. Oh, mm-hmm. thank God. Mm-hmm. And they said, we have a major problem. We need to fix Yeah Diamonds Ooh. because it's the only way that we can solve uh, food security around the world. <laughs> sure. This is all checking out. Yeah. How would you like attempt to fix this game? So I, it's a little more interesting. I would add double the tiles, mm-hmm. and then I would also add a couple more abilities. Abilities, yeah. but then I, the the biggest one I think is I would have made the board larger mm-hmm. because there are stones that come out, and you can't move the stones. But I would have made the board larger and said you could start moving from any tile, and basically made it more of a puzzle. Mm-hmm. So like maybe you can now it's double the size of everything, and now you can flip out four tiles, and so you're more puzzling how to get that three out of the middle past all the rocks or something right when we when dan first taught us the game i thought it was going to be like that i thought it was going to be more of a puzzler and then it turned out it absolutely was not yeah what i would do is i would replace all the tiles with the actual gems okay so (laughs) 
<laughs> you would actually get diamonds and rubies mm. and stuff. And, and then I, you would buy your freedom? And then I would sell all of those. <laughs> and then I would, with that money I earned from selling those, I would just buy food for the whoever needs the food. Oh, okay. I dig mm-hmm. it. All right. Mm-hmm. So nice. I'm getting rid of this game. <laughs> I think I would fix it by maybe adding like a bomb mechanic. Because the whole thing is like you're mining for diamonds. Like what if you had like an explosive TNT barrel? And anytime that you couldn't get like a decent precious gem, maybe you just blow up a bunch of stuff. <laughs> What Good I luck, do, everybody. I would launch this on Kickstarter and all just add minis. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I would charge $150 for yeah, the game. Yeah. And then I would make it like Dig Dug. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you would. I wouldn't. It would have it like a huge spire, like in uh, Return of the Dark Tower, oh, yeah, where yeah. it's just a needlessly complicated thing to add to your to your board game. Yeah, to this game is five thousand dollars to back. <laughs> but also notice the thread here is how would you fix it? I would make it an unrecognizable according to its current like yeah. way of gameplay. Yeah, I, I would it's make just it not a... fun. And when it comes down to it, that's how I mostly rank games. Is it fun? Mm-hmm. I'd make it Predaporte. <laughs> 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 all right so get rid of all these metals you, what you really want is fabric yeah what you, you want is, yeah you <laughs> want to like what's your summer collection looking like yeah. though do you <laughs> want to bedazzle it yeah, I see. <laughs> unless the... unless these gems are rhinestones i'm not interested <laughs> i see you predator. digging but i think you should uh wait until winter <laughs> you have more clothes on <laughs> the predaporte bedazzle collection yeah i'm into I it, it. <laughs> uh so let's score this game i'm sure it'll get high marks yeah so just uh for ex- explanation's sake not saying that we'll need this but <laughs> yeah. we score our games from one to ten but we can't use the number seven not the number problem. seven's a cop-out but i don't think even if you add all our scores together it's gonna get there so, <laughs> so uh let's how many yas out of ten would you give this game mark Ooh, are we doing like little john yes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, what <laughs> okay well, we are now <laughs> yeah of course we are um i'm gonna give this game why is it taking you so long? Because I'm I'm hovering between like a three and a four. Really? Yeah. Oh, that is much higher than I'm hovering. Oh, really? Wow, you guys must really hate this game. Yep, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Dan and I are just on the same page yeah. here. I'm gonna Dude. give it a three. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna we give... should we should mention this game is not broken. It is no no playable. no no. It's this game is this game is fun. playable. And I'm trying to think like it's not fun. It's not fun. Who's the target audience for this game? Is it, I don't like, know. Younger children? Is it people that have never played a game before? It's people that buy blind boxes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna give it three. I'm three, three, yes, out of. Dare is that loud enough, Dave? <laughs> yeah, you spike on the wave. I don't have to edit that out or anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it three yes out of ten. Uh, Dave, how many yes out of ten? Not using seven. I knew you were going to, but how many? <laughs> I know it's tempting to use seven, Dave. Yeah, but I, I don't. I will give this two out of ten, and the only reason that it's not a one is because the game itself is not broken. Yeah, mm-hmm. the art is perfectly fine. It illustrates what you're doing. It is at, also boring. At no point. <laughs> point was i confused but at no point was i excited or intrigued or interested yeah rattle battles a better game mm-hmm. yeah. um wh- cheaper too what is it uh <laughs> sushi roll is a better game than this is like yeah sushi roll is not a bad game it's just not, not as good fun. as sushi game. <laughs> yeah there's no wasabi in that box it, there's no wasabi but i gotta go too and like i said the only reason it's not lower is because it's it's not broken it's not a broken game it yeah. functions just fine but it's not fun it's not fun i don't recommend no yeah, so uh stamp of disapproval well <laughs> well dan <laughs> out of uh, 10 but not using 7 yes 
how many I'm going to give yeah diamonds, I'm going to give it two as well. Because oh. it's not broken. Yeah. It's just a terrible and boring game. And hey. the art's not great. The tiles are perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Nice cardboard tiles. They are tiles. <laughs> they are mm -hmm. tiles. The rule book was in color, so that was nice. <laughs> yeah. I did like the little um, art of the, the digger. I, I mean, he looked like a fun it, little cartoon. Like minor. But yeah. it also in no way impacted the game. Yeah. No. Mm. God, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what impacted the game? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Me uh, being thrilled is over. Uh, and I think one of us yeah. one of us even said, like, should we play it a second time since no. we're going to review it? And all of us were like, no, I can't get it that's is that our lowest scored game yeah diamond yeah i, I think, think it, it might be yeah diamond <laughs> yeah low score yeah it's terrible that's fine i give it two yeah no exclamation points out of 10 <laughs> i would change the diamonds to gravel yeah gravel <laughs> <laughs> if it was like a tableau builder and you were building streets, I would play that game. <laughs> game sounds uh, sounds like a perfect worker placement game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. We got this at uh, I shouldn't say funny because it's not. Uh, we got that at Pax Unplugged, and then we got Mark got this game at Pax Unplugged. Oh yeah, Papillon, 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 a butterfly, beautiful butterfly. Game. We go from digging in the ground and finding gems mm -hmm. to enjoying nature and yep. planting yeah. gardens. There we were. Blanket stretched across the lawn. Okay. Little schmetterlings. What's floating a schmetterling? About. It's the German word for butterfly. Death. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Schmetterlings. I, if you could have immediately convinced me that that was like some sort of a fey child from <laughs> like Norwegian mythology <laughs> right. or something. I'd have yeah, been like, like oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, schmetterling, right? <laughs> Queen of meadows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark, tell me about Papillon. Papillon, published in 2019 by Colossal Games. Colossal with a gorilla on that. Yeah, big thing. old, big old gorilla, just angry looking gorilla. Yeah, Colossal just yelling. With a K. They Colossal also with a K. They also published Western Legends. I love Western Legends. Covered on a previous episode. Oh well. Yeah, no talking <laughs> yeah. about it, Daniel. You keep <laughs> yeah. that opinion to yourself. I was going to tell you what episode, but that's I mean. right. They also published a game I'd never seen, but I really like the name of All Manner of Evil. Manner spelled M-A-N-O-R. Oh, oh, it's like a building? Like a yeah, house. like a house of evil. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty metal. Um, <laughs> designed by J.B. Howell, who um, designed Reavers of Midgard, uh, okay. which is apparently, a, he described it as a sister spirit game to Champions of Midgard. I do like that game. I do too. Yeah, me too. Uh, and then Chio's Secret. And the artwork was done by Whitney Raider, who um, is a visual artist who, this is her first ever game that she did the oh. artwork for. Wow. She did a great job. Yep, yep. She yeah. did uh, Papillon and uh, the expansion Papillon Beyond the Meadow. Oh, oh wait, there's an expansion. There's an expansion. What's yeah. I was about to say what's a change, but we haven't even explained how the game works. Yeah. You'll never know. Dude. So <laughs> let's say you're in a garden. Mm -hmm. a very, I'm with you so far. A very secret garden. Nope. <laughs> it's a very public garden. All right, so the close very, the very public garden. Daddy. <laughs> Still don't like it. They are it's in, worse. They in the <laughs> public, public garden. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you say, uh, this is really nice. This, I'm really having a great time, but you know what would make this a lot better? Winged insects. Mm, butterflies. Butterflies. Mm -hmm. um, so basically the way the game works is this is a tile laying game where you take tiles out of a bag and then you bid on them using caterpillars. I love bidding and yeah. I love pulling things yeah. out of bags. So far we're two for two on this one. I'm a medium on caterpillars. I'm, but you're still pro, <laughs> pro bag pulling. I'm pro I know bag that. You're pro bag. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Dan's a bag man if I've oh ever seen gosh, one. Oh my gosh, love a bag. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, you bid on these um, and then uh, you take a whole row or column, whatever you've decided. Um, some of these come with like access to a gnome that gives you extra caterpillars to bid for 
more flowers. In future rounds. In future rounds. And then other times they just have a little caterpillar on the little tiles that you'll be getting anyway. Uh, and then what you do is you ass- you lay out your tiles on the table in front of you, and you try to build as many flower patches as possible. And the flower patches are all different colors, and mm-hmm. each of you is building your own flower patches. Right, you're not Correct. building off someone else's. Correct. You have your own little... You're in little gardens. Yeah. Garden. You're in little, it's a, you're in little, no, it's just a personal garden. Yeah, not the, mine. It's a backyard <laughs> garden. A Mine's a front yard garden. garden. It's against the HOA policy, <laughs> I bet, but I, I don't I bet care. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after you have laid these tiles out and you've made these little enclosed clumps of flowers, each for each flower you make that turn, you get to assign a butterfly to it. Yeah. It attracts um, a butterfly. It attracts a butterfly. It comes in like, oh, Obviously. I want some of that sweet nectar. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about butterflies? Yeah. Or me. Or, or <laughs> Dave. Dave. <laughs> So uh, depending on what type of uh, flower you have created, that is the flower that you can then clip your little butterfly clip on. Right, and it's like these little 3D flowers. Yeah, it's amazing. It's gorgeous. It and the clips are like little uh, clothespins. Little clothespins. That are all crazy. Yeah, that are all painted in your color. Yeah, and then you just clip your little uh, butterfly on each one of those flowers. Now, at the beginning of the game, each one of those flowers is uh, assigned a randomized uh, point value. So the person who has the most butterflies gets that amount of points. And then the person with the most points at the end of the game wins. Mm-hmm. And the person with the second most gets some points. The person with the third mm-hmm. most gets some points, too. Yeah. Um, and then there are little bonuses throughout the game you get as well. But, I mean, a we tie, don't. And a tie goes, everybody gets points. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a really everybody... friendly game. It well, is I, a super friendly game. I, that, I felt sort of like that mechanic was a, a bit Galaxy Trucker. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did everybody. you not own a zero dollars? You win. Yeah, Were you, you there? Get some points. <laughs> did you get some points? I hope you did. I brought these points. Did you, you get some? The, the real winner were all the butterflies that we fed. Hey, the, buddy, did you get your points? Yeah, <laughs> the real that. winner was Thanks. is the aesthetics of this game. This game is pretty. Yeah. We have tons of pictures up on all of the social medias. This game is absolutely gorgeous. The one real co- components complaint I have is certainly not the look of them. They just fall apart. Yeah. They do fall apart. Now, some of that's probably my fault because I didn't do the best job constructing them. I mean, ideally, I think what you'd want to do is you'd want to add some sort of adhesive to this beautiful three-dimensional flower <laughs> yeah. to keep it all together. And not Mark a, did not. Yeah. You, you're just using gravity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just using spit in a prayer, man. You, you tried to find gravity, <laughs> yeah. but it did not work for you. Just some no. hot dog fingers and some cardboard <laughs> yeah. trying to put them together. <laughs> Sounds like Mark's whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Hot Dog and Cardboard. Yeah, it's me, uh, Mark. I'm your host with the Jimmy Dean Sausage Finger Links, and uh, I'm here to talk to you about cardboard. We got corrugated cardboard. We got recyclable cardboard. We should have named this show Hot Dogs and Cardboard. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Is hot Dogs and Cardboard, a is board it, game podcast. Is it too late to rebrand? <laughs> Noah, guys, follow us on our new, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our new podcast. You know what? This show's over. <laughs> 24 episodes as far as any show should go. Yeah, we're talking hot dogs. We're talking cardboard. <laughs> oh, how many, uh, what type of hot dog would you pair with this board game? Aruga! <laughs> Is that like a fun little morning drive time? <laughs> oh, my God. Like a morning zoo? Pod- I'm just going to get a whole pad of sound effects. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what so we happy on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? We were talking about uh, the, components. The, the components. Oh, my God. They're great. Yeah, they're wonderful. So um, some of the butterflies fell off the clips, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They give you extra butterflies and extra clips. 
So do be willing to take advantage of those. Doobie. Doobie doobie. And <laughs> also, when you finish the game and you're looking at all these butterflies just clipped to all these different flowers, and then you're looking at all the gardens everyone built, like, it is a really, it's such a bright, colorful, fun-looking yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And I like it. There's almost no downtime to this game because mm-hmm. you're all bidding at the same time, then you're all building your garden at the same time, yep. and then you just score right after that. Yeah, you assign your butterflies in, in order, in turn order, but that's mm-hmm. about, like, and you pick, I guess, your tiles in turn order. Yeah. But, like, you're sitting there trying to figure out which tiles to pick and yeah, where you'd put them in your mm-hmm. garden. And it all happens at the same time. It's, which definitely, awesome. it's definitely very striking. Um, When we were at PAX, we walked by it several times, and every time I just kept looking at it, and I was like, I'm going to buy that game for sure. And then <laughs> I put it off. Up. Yeah, I was like, and then Dan saw me looking at it, and he's like, you just buy the game. I was like, no, 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 it's, I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Terrible I'm, influence. I'm waiting, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm waiting for that, like, uh, butterfly fire sale. It was the first time in my life that that's ever worked out. Yeah. 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 It, it, it really was, worked out. It was out originally too. priced at 50 and then by the time I bought it, was it like, like Saturday in the evening? 30, yeah, 35 it was or Yeah, it was like, it was $30. Yeah, that's a that's a good deal. So yeah. That's a steep, I don't want to bring this home from PAX discount. Yeah. I was, I was <laughs> having exactly you buy it at 50 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fine. Yeah, it wouldn't have been affected my life. Like, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, you should like, buy mm. it at 50 You should give them $10 more. Don't you think, look at those components, it's actually worth 60 <laughs> think about It's probably it. worth 60 Don't give them 50 give them 60 You know that MSRP is probably like forty nine ninety nine, and they had to they had to bring it here. They brought it here. Yeah, dude. They yeah. gas ain't free. Give yeah. Give <laughs> Cut it out. Boom. Cut it out. Well, now he Cut has to. out. Oh. <laughs> A little full house. Yeah. Anyway. Uncle Joey. Anyway. Uncle Joey. Uh, the most intolerable part of that show. Really? Yeah, I didn't like Uncle Joey. Jay, what's the part you least like about Full House? Both of the Olsen twins. Oh, dang. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you, uh, which twins did you like more? The Olsen twins or those two little weird twins i disliked both of the them. actual twins that they noticed the, the younger the children were the more i disliked them i think there's a theme here yeah you're more of a kimmy guy I, if i ever saw I, oh man <laughs> you know it yeah dave dave is like a hairier version of kimmy gibbler i like on the show <laughs> <laughs> i like oh. on that show when the aunt uh goes to prison for <laughs> getting her kid into college oh yeah that's my favorite it was a that was a very recent episode yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. on the new series <laughs> oh man the new series called the news the <laughs> news. well yeah things took a turn <laughs> oh yeah oh man boom it oh. eat it full house now that house is like four million dollars oh for sure oh, i'm sure down i bet every every stinking house on that road is like three million dollars oh yeah i mean san francisco man yeah. can't, i can't afford to live there I'm trying to talk mark into buying a 60 dollar board game <laughs> You should buy it. Just buy you should buy game. it. Just buy that board game. At the end of the day, this game is just fun. It like is. I really enjoyed playing it. I enjoyed all the different aspects of it. Uh, we didn't understand how scoring worked, and Dan and I did something we thought was real wrong and really mm-hmm. uh, oh, messed yeah. us up bad. Turns out, and then out. it turns out at the end of the game, we smoked Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was real good by accident. Yeah, yeah. I. You guys were like, I don't understand how scoring works. And I was like, me either. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how scoring which works. is which is how almost every one of our new board game plays goes. Yeah. Like I don't understand how this go the scores in the that's end. how your yeah. first play goes yeah and i kind of like it that way because your first play you're almost just doing things for the sake of experiencing how they work yeah right and then at the end of the game you're like oh that worked out or oh that didn't work at all I mean, right. yeah i think that's like uh, my favorite thing to do in board games you get that first playthrough mm-hmm. oh like i that, do that like yeah i mean viticulture was the same way i was <laughs> viticulture is like the same way i was just like i'm just gonna like experiment and see what happens if i do certain things and uh i usually lose and that's okay because we had a good time and that 
butterflies. And that's how but, I felt about this game. Like at the end of the day, I was just having a good time. Uh, building your own garden is a lot of fun too because you're trying it's a to little build. Puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're. It is. You're trying to build uh, large closed enclosed patches of different colored flowers, but you're also trying to build enclosed patches of field that yes. have little tiny butterflies on them because they're also worth points. In yes. The game. yes. So there's like little monarch butterflies that are like pre-printed on each tile mm-hmm. too. So so the game basically has a little personal puzzle that you're doing. It has a bidding mechanic. It has a tiles out of a bag mechanic. Mm-hmm. And it's really pretty when it comes to point generation from putting butterflies onto yeah. flowers. I don't. I thought it would be harder to like count up how many butterflies everybody had. But like each butterfly is so differently colored. Yeah. And there it weren't as really many. simple. There yeah. weren't as many as I thought there were going to be. I have two complaints. All right, Go let's on. hear them. Is it that you hate butterflies? Ugh, they're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> they're the scourges of the garden. <laughs> uh, no. And these are pretty minor, actually. I ran out of butterflies. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm just, I don't know, amazing at this game. You know what? Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that's what it is. But I, I, I ran out. So on my last turn, I had more scoring to do, but I did not have any. It's probably right. part of the balancing of the game. But listen, give me more butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> like and rather then, than 11, like maybe 15. Yeah. And then the next, this is also plays into my incompetence. But when uh, you build your own garden, it's sometimes hard to track what you've already scored. Yeah. Like if you have. Yeah put a butterfly out for something you've already built and then you're like moving tiles around you're like oh shoot did I already score this this mm-hmm. round or was it last round I wish there was just like a little token you could put on it like saying, a little butterfly with an X or something right yeah, that yeah, said yeah, you yeah. scored it for that so that was my only complaint because there was a couple times where I was like oh no I think I already scored this but maybe I didn't maybe like, yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. but I mean that's nothing big it didn't, didn't really matter yeah and it's really cool it really I think it kind of rewards a lot of different varieties of gameplay too my strategy wasn't very good but what, <laughs> what I did try to do is I tried that to was build reflected in the score. <laughs> yes i tried to build like a bunch of like little clumps of uh flowers mm-hmm, to try to get butterflies yeah out. i was trying to go quantity of butterfly over like amount of butterfly placed or like quantity of flower patches yes exactly yeah that's that's exactly what i mean um yeah and then it offers a lot of different variety and especially that whole end mechanic of where you also are trying to enclose these meadows to get a mm-hmm. bunch of the little monarch butterflies that are all worth a point each like that really swings the game and yeah i ended up getting a bunch of points from that yeah that's something i kind of neglected in the beginning because i was just trying to build flower beds and then you're like oh you can enclose those too and i was like what what <laughs> what have like, i been doing it's like that life? meme where that lady's doing math that's what you're expressing yeah that's like. exactly like oh no what have i done with this garden <laughs> Uh, it's good though yeah. it's a good game if I had one real complaint about this game it would actually be my feelings on butterflies okay so okay. let me tell you a story I'm ready <laughs> so let me buckle in All right, uh, hold so, on paint a picture mm-hmm. my grandmother she lives in this retirement community okay and they have a pretty nice garden a community garden uh, that's uh, sort of on the walk up to their community center where you eat food and all that would stuff. you call it a public garden? yes I would it is absolutely a public garden public garden but it's private for residents <laughs> and families but it's public (laughs) (laughs) so they had a uh, they built a section that was supposedly a butterfly garden section it was a bunch of different plants designed for butterflies to i don't know get extra food out of or something milkweed yeah that's how plants work oh milk that's how both plants and butterflies (laughs) work So they ordered a bunch of butterflies because that's a thing you can do. You can buy butterflies from the Internet. Uh So my grandmother was like, Dave, I bought you a butterfly. So come on over and release it in the garden with me. So I did. (laughs) So you have this little envelope. Okay. Then you open the envelope and you flick it and you try it and you're like, fly, butterfly. And then you turn it over and then just a dead butterfly falls (laughs) out of the envelope. (laughs) Anyway, 
that's my problem with this game. It falsely illustrates that if you just build this butterfly garden, the butterflies show up. I think there should be some sort of a randomized butterfly generation where sometimes it's just a dead butterfly that just falls just on falls nice. the plant. Nice. Because what I'm saying is it destroyed my immersion. Yeah. <laughs> all the butterflies are just alive it's <laughs> what are these all alive i don't understand this are, isn't this isn't real at all guys. how are they staying on the plants if they're all dead dear colossal games dear colossal games how please, are all these butterflies alive please fill box with dead butterflies <laughs> big fan dave walking beans hubbard yep spot on do yeah. you think that this game like what's that game we're playing uh king's dilemma just a ton of envelopes like yeah. each one should have a butterfly in it. but at least 50 percent of them are dead yeah. yeah who knows how long this game's been on the shelf yeah they're all dead now. they're all yeah. dead oh guys i i ordered this from china <laughs> yeah these are long gone yeah uh let's score papillon uh out of 10 not using seven Can how many like and uh, nebulously random envelopes of butterflies is that yeah. what we're how many dead butterflies? <laughs> That's like Schroden, uh, Schrodinger's cat, yeah. but with butterflies. You don't know if it's butterfly. Alive. Could be alive. You don't know until you open it. I like that. That, that butterfly is both alive and dead. Yeah. So one out of ten Hubbard's butterflies. <laughs> yeah. How many Hubbard's butterflies would you give this game not using seven? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Go, Dan. Uh, I would give this game eight. I will give this eight hopefully alive butterflies, <laughs> but I won't know. Until I open the envelope. Uh, I actually really like this game. It has a lot of the things that that draw me to games, like pulling things out of a, out of a bag. <laughs> yeah, as, mystery draws. Yeah, mystery draws. As as odd as that sounds, but also bidding mechanics I really mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. and then puzzles and almost no downtime, which is is always a nice. I don't mind a little bit of downtime, but if there's no downtime, then count even, me in. Even better. Even better. Nice. All right. So I give it eight. Hopefully alive butterflies, but who knows? Out mm-hmm. of 10. Dave, how many Hubbard's butterfly envelopes would you give this <laughs> out of 10 not using 7 Papillon? Um, I also give this game a solid 8. I, I had a lot of fun playing it for all of the exact same reasons that you did. Mm. You went over all of them. It, so it is a good, good game. This. Mm-hmm. The only real complaints I have are it should come with glue yeah, and yeah. should come with mostly alive but sometimes dead butterflies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Dude, when you That's open, a $60 Dave game. Wants it, Dave wants it so that when you open the box it's like a, a flock of pigeons. Not pigeons. Doves. A yeah. flock of doves. <laughs> Whenever they, I love it when they release that at a wedding and like they throw the dove and it just <laughs> grabs it like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I want to open this game and I want some butterflies to fly out, but I want also the bottom of the box to be covered in <laughs> dead, dead butterflies. Dead butterflies. <laughs> yeah, well, good for some of you. You have to order an expansion every time you play. <laughs> more envelopes of butterflies. Uh, dear Colossal Games, I've figured a way to yeah, uh, increase your profits. Yeah, dear Colossal Games, please include live caterpillars. <laughs> for currency. <laughs> uh, so two eights. Mark, what would you give Papillon out of 10 not using seven on uh, Hubbard's? I, I, I don't know. Hubbard's butterflies. butterflies. Yeah. I forget what we're Butterfly calling. envelopes. Yeah, how many butterflies? Uh, I'm going to give this game a solid eight out of Hill. 10 Hubbard's butterflies. Eights across the board, baby. Things I really liked about this game, the color, it's very. it's got a great table presence. Mm-hmm. It's got Simple a good eye feel. Is, yeah. 
The rule book was like kind <laughs> of. <laughs> it's got a good eye feel. Just put your pe- peeper up against that cardboard. Oh, you'll get a butterfly good. effect right on your eyeball. Oh, good one. Yeah, so the rule book was actually pretty helpful learning the game. Some rule books for me <laughs> don't get along. I was like, yeah, dude, that's, <laughs> that's what rule books do. That's, yeah. that's how they work, man. Uh, the artwork is so fresh. So and good. the only thing I would say is the when you have components that are this ambitious, it's going to be kind of hard to like not knock them over. Um, yeah, Pieces of them fly off. They're very like, tall. And the butterflies are kind of fragile. How long do you think it took you to build all of the components when you got the game? Oh, boy. Let's see. Um, the first one, I started at PAX. Yeah, and then I we was, realized and how. I, was, <laughs> I started I at PAX that. and I was drinking. So, like, that was a little eh, suspect. It, plus, it was like a long day at PAX and we pull it out and we're starting to put it together and everybody's complaining. It was like, like 11 yeah, at night yeah. and we're like starting terrible. to put helping you with this. I'd say it took me probably about an hour between the two. That's not terrible. No, that's no, not no. as bad as what I no, thought. No, it's going to take me a little more time to glue everything together and make it nice and sturdy, but... I'm yeah. willing for you to do that. I'm, yeah. I'm willing for you to put in that yeah, time. Let me know how that goes. I'm willing to make <laughs> that because I am I live a... My, my life is barren and waste, wasting. So I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <But> that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I like your Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I thought I had to look for a second. I thought... Oh, I thought he was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me you're afraid of the dark. <laughs> oh, my God. So many Vin Diesel movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I had a movie a quote from The Pacifier, I would use it. Ooh, <laughs> it was a good Vin Diesel good movie. Yeah. It was a Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> uh, so that is Papillon from Colossal Games. Great game. You guys should play it. Yeah. You can get it wherever you buy board games. $35 a pack. You can get it wherever you buy board games. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. And they sell Super Papillon. helpful. <laughs> you, can get, you can get it $35 on, at yeah. this last year's pack. On right. Sunday at PAX at like 4 in the afternoon, you can get it for $35. Mm-hmm. But like this last but year. But the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. time travel, I guess. Then Mark won't get his i'm fine with that too yeah yeah Sorry. well if you would have paid 60 like we told you <laughs> uh the the last game we're talking about this rolls right into our uh topic is a star trek ascendancy yeah baby star trek star trek it's so funny story when i write down the game so i don't forget them during the podcast and i wrote star trek <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> it's good tret Trek is how it is. So, Mark, I don't know if you know this about yes, Dave, but yes. he is a aficionado of the Star Trek universe. I enjoy the Star Trek. I, I didn't know that. There's a term for that, right? Trekkie. Uh, yeah, I, don't I thought use... it was loser, but... <laughs> <laughs> in you your know, face hubbard listen at the end of this episode <laughs> yeah, that's when i mention <laughs> that's right whether this will be my favorite episode or not <laughs> i believe i addressed this exact moment yes right star trek <laughs> star trek dave who's your favorite captain Command. Who's my favorite commander? Captain. Cisco. Ben Cisco. Deep Space Nine. Captain? Commander. Yeah, commander of the Deep Space oh, Nine. Oh, wait, they're called commanders? Well, he was a commander at the start of it. He got promoted to captain like two thirds of the way through the series. Captain's better than commander? Yeah, commander's. Doesn't seem right. <laughs> Well, was one of them that on is a space the station? Work. Yeah, that is the one that was on the space station. Deep Space okay. Nine is a space station, yeah, Mark. Gotcha. Duh. It was originally called Tarak Nor because it was Wait, who? <laughs> I'm going to keep peppering <laughs> stuff like this in just so I can see you guys get angry and shake your heads. <laughs> I, uh, oh, my God. I can't handle it. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know. I know. Uh, Mark, why don't you tell us a little information about Star Trek Ascendancy? Well, Star Trek Ascendancy was published in 2016 by Gale Force Nine. Hey-o. Designers, as a real team of dudes, 
Uh, <laughs> it's a real bro fest. It's a real, it's a real bro fest. We make Star Trek games. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Dill, John Kovaleski, Sean Swigert. Those are your designers. Also designed for Gale Force Nine, Sons of Anarchy, Men of Mayhem. Oh, we've all played that game. I think you're leaving out the most important one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Spartacus, the yeah. game about blood and treachery. Yeah. A game we all love. Yes. Love that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they all worked on that one. and um, They also did a game we disliked. What did they do? Which one? The Firefly game. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. Not the Firefly Are you game, talking about Firefly Adventures, Brigands yep. and Brown Coats? Yes, that, that is exactly what I'm talking about. Well, the artwork was done by Katie Dillon and Charles Woods, who worked on Firefly the Game, Sons of Anarchy, Men of Mayhem, and Firefly Adventures, Brigands and Brown Coats. Yeah, that one's not my favorite. No. But that is not the one we're talking about. Thank no. goodness. <laughs> I like this game cons- like way more than I like that other game. So uh, this is yeah. a 4X game, hence why we're talking about it now. The 4Xs are... Go ahead. Explore, Expand, Exploit... And exterminate. Boom. Exterminate. One of the things I love about this game, which I love anytime, we all love anytime a it's game Star does Trek. this, Got where, it. where you get in. to mm-hmm. explore space yeah. or whatever the anyway, board is. Anything. Yeah. Anytime a board is not just set up in advance and I know exactly what's going on and instead you like blind jump into the sun like we do with Zion mm-hmm. the other day mm-hmm. or I'm just doing things to go and explore space and see how the board shapes up at the end of the day because of our exploration. I much prefer that. When we were setting things up, I was so excited that I got to boldly go where no Klingon had gone before. <laughs> yep. End of joke. It wasn't really a joke. It's just a <laughs> yeah. statement. So, <laughs> so uh, in this game, each of you plays a different... I feel like a wet thud. <laughs> yeah. We hated it. Oh, my God. Uh, so much... Like... Leave all that dead air. <laughs> oh, my God. People have to check their radios to see if it's still working. Uh, so in this game, each of you plays a different race in Star Trek, uh, in the Star Trek universe. I have a couple expansions, so I also have the Cardassians and the Ferengi expansions. The original only comes with the Romulans, who Daniel played, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Klingons, who Mark played. No one played the Federation. Nope. And then I played the Cardassians. Amber and was the, Amber was the Ferengi. Yeah. Yeah. Ferengi. So we played this Buggy game four ears. player. Bunch of filthy beetles. <laughs> You all start from your own home planet, and then you start exploring out. And as soon as you start interacting or encountering the other races, then turn order starts to be a thing you bid for at the start of every turn. So you uh, bid nebulous resources. It doesn't matter which resource you use. There's only three. Basically get production or research or uh, culture. culture. Mm -hmm. The whole point of this game is to reach five ascendancy, and then at the end of that round, still control your home planet. If you do those two things, you win. You reach ascendancy by purchasing it with culture tokens, and then every race has a very individualized way that they're the best at getting culture. You sort of have to play to your race's strong suit to a point. Mm-hmm. There's a only lot of things. if you want to win. Yeah, only if you want to yeah. win. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can go do, but every race does a real good job of making it feel like that Star Trek race is a thing that I'm sure you guys yeah. noticed as well. Yeah. Yes, yes, I yes. guess. <laughs> now, uh, I do know that I played the uh, washboard head race, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. The Klingons, yeah. Um, great at laundry and also war. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. When you're covered in the blood of your enemies, you also want to make sure you stay. your uniform stays Unless so I'm knee deep fresh. in the destruction of, yeah. of my enemies, yeah. then I'm not even. Today's no. a good day to die if you're Mark. 
Yeah. Not not me, not yeah. me. But if you're Mark, yeah, and I they, was. You what were, was they? You were the Romulans. You I was like, the Romulans, and I was good at building technology. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty much like the CIA of the Star Trek universe. Now like, they are. If are, the CIA was a culture, then that is the Romulans. They don't trust anyone. They're yeah. more into espionage and research, and that they was that was don't a really friends. That was a shockingly helpful analogy. Like when you explained that to Dan at the table. I yeah, because like, yeah, oh, okay. I I was like, okay, I guess I just need to research things. Mm-hmm. And then when you said that, because one of my abilities was anytime someone else finished research i got to roll a dice and if i got a certain roll i get to add to my research because i'm essentially stealing their ideas yeah then yeah. that is exactly right i tried to give everyone an illustration like so amber went ahead and played the ferengi and i tried to give her an illustration too i was like the ferengi are the capitalists the hardcore capitalists of the universe <laughs> they are about profit and don't care at all about anything else as long as they're making a profit and uh, screwing over everyone else <laughs> in the galaxy uh, then they're doing right by themselves hedge I, Fund managers. I really like that all the Ferengi uh, upgrade cards, <laughs> advancement cards, all have a different rule of acquisition on them, which if you're a Star Trek fan, it just made me happy. They're all based on rules of acquisition. I was playing the uh, Cardassians, which is basically if the sort of if the Romulans and the Klingons had a baby. Yeah, it would they're be the good at Instagram. Yeah, they're. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that joke, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Candy makes that joke a lot. It that makes sense, oh, actually. Mm-hmm. It's low-hanging fruit. I, <laughs> the Kardashians are a very regular thing in Deep Space Nine, the series I watch the most, and so Candy makes a lot of Kardashian references. So what do Kardashians look like? They're uh, spoonheads. Armenian. What? I'm sorry? The, they're called spoonheads, is is actually their racist term for Kardashians okay. in-universe. They are gray, and they have sort of ridges down their necks, and then they have indentations in their foreheads that look very similar to a spoon. Spoonheads. That's not very creative, though. I agree with you, but I'm just saying, according to Miles O'Brien, who fought them during the Cardassian Wars, <laughs> I told you I'm going to keep peppering things in just to see you shake your head. Yeah, yeah, Mark. Miles, Miles O'Brien. O'Brien. Oh, who? Miles O'Brien? Edward O'Brien. Oh, yeah, okay, Miles. I see the spoon thing. Also, what's the Cardassian neck trick? Uh, the Cardassian neck trick is a thing that Odo does. He's the shapeshifter constable on Deep Space Nine. And because he's a shapeshifter, then he will turn his neck into a Cardassian neck. It's it's just that simple. Anyway, when he was discovered. Huh, that's the neck trick. Huh? Yeah, that's the Cardassian neck you trick. You do it, Mark. You do the neck trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark just hunched his yeah, shoulders. I, I wish that we had a video. Of that. That's my neck trick. Uh, so, yeah, in this game, right, you are doing the four X's. Yeah. You're so as you as you are one to do. <laughs> you very much start by exploring because you have to at a necessity. Yeah. You start with your home planet. You've got to get out there and start exploring the galaxy. Sometimes exploring goes better for some than others. Absolutely. Yeah. Now during setup, <laughs> you design it so that the top it's two per player. Both planets and events are all good, so that you the first two things each player encounters on their turn should should be good. After that, it's wow. a real mixed bag of good and bad, and that is. One of the complaints that I do think is I agree with about this game. Um, you can absolutely have things happen to some players that really, really screw them over while other players get some real nice benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was decimated. My Every time I built ships, they just got destroyed by me exploring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost every time throughout the game. So I'm spending all these resources, and Dave got a couple good flips where oh, he was yeah. like getting resources or getting technology, mm-hmm. and yeah. I just can't <laughs> keep ships alive. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Mark is over there just doing his own thing, and then mm-hmm. Amber and him decided to have a spat. So Amber is playing. <laughs> oh no, we didn't decide anything. <laughs> yeah, Amber that decision, decided that decision was made for yeah. me. Amber decided to play the Ferengi more like they were portrayed in Next Generation than like they're portrayed in Deep Space Nine. I'm sure that's what she was thinking. Yeah, yeah. and I know yeah, she yeah. thought through this on a. <laughs> 
real, mm -hmm. real episodic level. Yep. Uh, that so checks out. So They'll never expect it if I'm aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> so she just straight up attacks the Klingons as the Ferengi, uh, and then you know later makes trade agreements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We also played the Borg expansion. I had never played with them before, and I didn't read that expansion until right before we played. And so I didn't set it up right in the decks because the Borg should have been out way sooner than they were. Mm -hmm. The Borg are very strong and they add a fun little wrinkle because now either one person wins or everybody loses. Right. Yeah. If the Borg go ahead and assimilate you, you actually become eventually a Borg player. And then you uh, take a full turn as the Borg on your turn, but the Borg still get their turn. Oh, so if yeah. the Borg end up assimilating more than one player, the Borg get like two, three, four turns to your one. That's crazy. At yeah. that point, you're like, oh, yeah, you just oh, lose. Yeah. But it's kind of fun because it's like, oh, man, now I can't win. So my whole goal is to make sure none of you win. <laughs> Makes sense. That's how I play a lot of games. <laughs> uh, it's almost a very like Mansions of Madness mechanic where you can go mad. Uh, mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. Now, now it's my job to it destroy you. Yeah. It also adds a really cool wrinkle where the players are kind of forced to work together. Because mm -hmm. the board cubes are very strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're not really going to take them out by yourself very well. So uh, you kind of have to mitigate that threat together. I mean, unless it's close to someone else's home system. Yeah. Yeah, and Dave, then it seems like a them problem. Yeah. Uh, eh, yeah, traded me better. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave fought a Borg. And Dave had a lot of technology to fight with. But yeah, it, it, it didn't, didn't work. help. It didn't <laughs> help. The Borg still crushed him. It just it was, wrecked him. It was real bad. Yeah, yeah it's. I, I actually like this game. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I, it has issues. Like any big, yeah. big Odyssey game game like this you're gonna have downtime like you, yeah. you just can't help it this is one of those games where they outright tell you that you're going to have a minimum of a full hour per player assuming you're all very experienced players expect closer to an hour and a half to uh, two hours per player yeah if you guys are new at this game and playing with four players makes that even more. And we don't play enough to really be experienced players. We've yeah. only played a couple of times. Yeah. And I love games like this. And I think I've never played a game in the Forex category that didn't suffer from this problem, which is downtime. Yeah. I think there's other games that, so Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea mm -hmm. has downtime, but it also allows you to do things on other players' yeah. turns, yeah. which is a huge benefit. Even something like that keeps me engaged. But when I'm just watching people flip cards and fly around a universe, I'm just like, oh my God. Especially when you don't have any knowledge of what any of that is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just yeah. watching them do it. It's like, sure, I'm taking your entire word for you. That, like, good. Because, I mean, there's no way you're going to sit there and explain it to me, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't want to be here longer. Yeah. You talking to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there is a variant where you can play, like, per action. Basically, like so I everybody. take an action, you take an action, yeah. you take an action. Mm -hmm. um, they say, according to the rule book, none of us would really suffer from this, that, that it takes away your ability to uh, strategize out a long term battle plan. That, oh, would, sure. that yeah. wouldn't affect my life. That, yeah, that sounds like something I Here's, wouldn't have yeah, any knowledge of. None of that of. would affect my life. My general plan was collect resources, build ships, attack Dave. Yeah. <laughs> that was my plan. Yep. Out. Yeah. So th what I really like about this game is how the exploration works. Mm -hmm. So you can jump, do the light speed You can thing. go into warp. Warp. Yeah, warp drive. Sorry. <laughs> my mistake. Don't you dare call it hyperspace. It's yeah. not hyperspace. That is Star Wars. <laughs> so you go into hyperspace between the two planets. <laughs> and then uh, when you pop out, uh, you flip a, a – there's a huge stack of these circular tokens, and they are the planets or bad things or mm -hmm. suns or whatever mm -hmm. I fly yes. into. 
and then you flip those over and then if it if it has a bad thing on there you don't do anything you just roll up for the bad thing and then you die and then <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't have a bad thing on there you get to flip a card and the card has something where you read it and then you die yeah. so, that's my Dan, experience Dan with this game. definitely talking uh-huh. about his specific yeah, experience it's experience. either it's either amoebas or pirates yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. space yeah. amoebas <laughs> sucking all those life energy it doesn't it's fine now we should also <laughs> preface that none of us none of us upgraded our shields a single time because no, that all mitigates no. like every time you do that roll against a bad thing your shields all help you every upgrade they have yeah, yeah. and none of us did that so i was that- busy doing other. i was busy building <laughs> ships dave yeah. i can't just yeah. be up well, you know, and it's so funny because, like, it, it does a really good job of forcing you to decide, like, okay, so I have all these research things that I've just collected from either, like, nebulas or all these, like, little planets that I've forcibly colonized. Yeah, um, whether they want me or not. That's right. I can either, like, put those resources towards new technology, which makes my race stronger, or I could, like, I don't know, upgrade my shields. I don't know. I prefer carpet bombing. <laughs> yeah, yeah was, you did was... get that upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I put all my resources towards just destroying everything. The mm-hmm. best defense is more offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bigger guns <laughs> and that is one thing this game does really well is you feel the power build so like as time goes on we upgraded our weapons all of us we upgraded with a lot of technologies like the amount of stuff your race can do as you upgrade is is massive and then some of the technologies will allow you to go into a higher level of warp faster so you can move around the mm-hmm. galaxy faster as mm-hmm. it grows some of them will give you more command tokens and so you have more actions to do on your turn the build phase we always just do simultaneously yeah uh the whole game is just in two phases and you have a reference card that tells you every step that you can do which makes this game real real simple to keep track of in a lot of ways so mm-hmm. you it, one side is the build phase everyone does their build phase you're supposed to do it in turn order we just do it simultaneously because i'm not paying attention to anything you're doing and nothing you do is going to influence what I also do. i i don't know what you're doing yeah like you, you, <laughs> so that's the thing about this game right so every race all their stuff is unique so all mm-hmm. my powers are unique all my technology is unique so if you're doing something with your technology i don't know what it is and i'm again i'm not going to read it or have you read it to me oh yeah and the rules specifically say like any technology any other player can look at and i'm always like yeah i'm not doing that yeah i'm barely keeping track and remembering to use my stuff unless that's how you end up playing a six-hour board game yeah (laughs) unless you just like roll a dice and be like oh i blew up your home planet like well now i need to see how you did that now now prove it you need to show your work on that one but also like i probably yeah yeah but maybe It does a good job of that. You feel the build of your empire. And that is one of these things in a lot of Forex games. You, you're building an empire, and that takes a lot of time. I do like that this one doesn't have a lot of micromanagement. Mm-hmm. Like, you have your settlement. You pretty much, it's very obvious what you can upgrade about a settlement. Mm-hmm. It's only a few things, and it's purely for resource generation. That's it. Like yeah. So there's not a lot of micromanagement on your turn. You're mostly worried about like exploring the galaxy, trying to convince your other players to be friends with you and have some trade agreements maybe Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting certain races like i don't get anything for fighting so it doesn't benefit me for like killing a bunch of people but it benefits mark but it benefits mark right so i mean if you have a tasty looking planet that i might want to get i mean i could try to take it but it doesn't really benefit so this game it doesn't like shy away from combat no but it's like it's certainly something you don't have to do like some games like combat's the only thing your only choice but this has Mm. a a lot of exploration to mm-hmm. it which is awesome a lot I love of paths explore. of victory i mean yeah we were we were playing our game and 
and um, the Borg had been out, and they looked like they were they were going to be the winners. Oh, but, for sure. But it, um, then it turns out, them. then it turns out, we all made trade agreements with Amber uh-huh. so that we could all get more production because one it costs you one production per ship. Like ships are cheap in this game. I mean, not if you lose whole fleets <laughs> yeah, I mean, every single turn. Yeah. <laughs> Spends all my production. Yeah, <laughs> but like at least ch- ships are pretty cheap in this game. So we all made a bunch of different trade agreements with Amber, but that was her whole thing as the Ferengi. She always makes a profit on every trade agreement. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really pay attention that she's sitting over here just rich as can yeah. be by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And her whole thing is the Ferengi. She can buy culture. She can't generate it. Like the rest of us can just passively generate it from right. our planets yeah. and all sorts of different ways. She can buy it and that's pretty much it. She's like the Novu Rish. The old <laughs> money's going to say you can't buy culture. Mm, but you can. But you can. But you can. But you can. So we kind of realized. Um, Don't play into this. <laughs> Mark, unfortunately, had to leave at a certain point, and so we yeah. kind of just called the game, but we also realized that uh, one to two turns later, it would have been much longer. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, I raced, I actually raced pretty far ahead in Ascendancy, yeah, you were way but ahead. I like burned my engine out doing it, mm-hmm. so I, I once I got to a point, I couldn't generate any more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I had like generated it all real quick, and mm-hmm. I didn't know that that would stop yeah, and by was, the way I was doing it. It's so cool. <laughs> it did. And it was so cool to see how everyone's like engine worked, like because mm-hmm. we were all doing different things, I mean, Dave, mm-hmm. you definitely had focused a lot more on technology. Oh, yeah. Um, I had, like, just built a huge fleet, and I was about to go on the warpath. Um, I think I had, like, three ships left in my inventory. <laughs> so, yeah, you were looking a little scary. And wh- another cool thing is everyone builds fleets, and everyone has up to three fleets, mm-hmm. and they're all different. Yeah, they so, all have different powers. Yeah, they yeah. all have different powers. And they're, all the powers are very unique to the style or the race that you are, which is another real fun little thing in the game, but also another thing to track, another yeah, thing to right. keep track yeah. of. I'm so on the fence about this game. I did have fun, and mm-hmm. then times I didn't have fun. I was just like staring at the board like, good Lord. <laughs> it's the downtime, the downtime. I think that if we tried it uh, where we go back and forth uh, by action mm-hmm. instead of like whole turn, it would probably go better for well, us. Well, it wasn't even the downtime. Like I, that was obviously terrible. But mm-hmm. also like I got so piled upon by the game where yeah. I was just like, I can't get anything done You had a bunch right of bad now. draws. Yeah. yeah, right in a row. I couldn't get anything going because every time I search a new planet, which you need to search for new planets mm-hmm. to improve your empire, every time I did it, I lost a whole fleet. Oh my gosh. Now I have to fly back over there. <laughs> try to do it again. Yeah, yeah. And if if we had done it smarter, like upgraded your shields even twice and then gone out and but that's the like problem. that would help. I couldn't upgrade yeah. my shields because I had to buy research. more ships. I, I didn't have any way to do it. And the yeah, research is how you upgrade your shields, and research was what you were spending on all your technologies, which were also really good. Well, not in, like, in the beginning of the game. I only game. had one thing generating research. Yeah. And then I was just <laughs> dying over it. That's the other thing I thought was really cool about the game, too. The components are pretty awesome yeah the components are great um keeping track of like resource generation is really neat like each planet mm-hmm. has like a certain Easy. amount of things that it can do and then when you put your little space station on it or your little space base uh, <laughs> a planet base you have these little off. you have these little nodes that like fit into the docking bay of yeah. your and of your station. and they are very obviously blue yes. yellow yeah. or red and all you have to do is count them mm-hmm. just it's, count them it's super easy and then if you have trade agreements they're right in front of you, you literally count, count them mm-hmm. like they're super easy yeah, though the only weird thing was counting up how many ships amber had because there's special trade agreement with hers but other than that even that wasn't mm-hmm. terribly hard especially yeah. since i only like two planets so. yeah. <laughs> 
there's one. Yeah. You definitely had like one of those games where like nothing really went right for you. Yeah. And I yeah. Think, I mean, and it happens. And but. We'll, we'll kind of touch on it when we get into our topic, but like that's definitely one of the risks of the 4X genre, I feel like. Sometimes the game just gets you, man. I mean, a lot of games, it's mm-hmm. like luck of the draw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happens. And I'm used to it. And there is some mitigation. And like I said, we didn't do it. But even then, like but there even, is only some mitigation yeah, you can yeah, do. Yeah. Even if I'm having to roll every single turn and like you're getting free technology yeah. every single turn, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> come on. Um, so let's rate uh, Star Trek Ascendancy. Mm-hmm. How many Jean Luc Kirks would you give this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to allow it. I'm fine with it. How that. many uh, Jean Luc Kirks would you give this? Mark, have you gone first? I have uh, not Dave, gone first. Oh, yet. You haven't? All right. No. How many Jean Luc Kirks would you give this game? Out of 10, not using sevens. Well, this one's a tough Star one. Trek Ascendancy. This is a perfect seven in my brain. Me too. But we're not going to do seven. We're no. going to do eight. Uh, there's enough to like about this game components wise. That's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, the footprint is gigantic it's on this game. Enormous. And I love it. Yeah. We, once again, we have a lot of pictures up at our. Yeah. Uh, and we were even leaves. trying to make it smaller. <laughs> yeah. We were running yeah. out of table space, which uh, the, is not a bad thing. I mean, it's fun. Well, and uh, the Borg expansion also added a bunch of new planets. Yeah, so. the Borg were cool. Like, yeah. all, the Borg have all these components where they just build cubes. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. I I just want to fight the Borg. Like, I did fight the Borg. Let me tell you, it doesn't go well. Yeah. No, I, I I would have probably lost all my ships doing it. Some of the things that this game kind of definitely suffers from is a pronounced, a really pronounced downtime. Mm-hmm. And again, I think maybe you're right about if you just take an action and then you go around across the table, it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes going first way less of a valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, given the style of games we play and the fact that we're really not hugely tactical. Yeah. I can't What's re- a tactical? Yeah, I can't <laughs> really see it being a big deal for us. Mm-hmm. And there are rules to do that in the rulebook as a variant. Yeah, yeah we should try that because that, the downtime is like the hardest thing. So we should say that the game came base three players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we played with four, which is not, I mean... A a ton worse but it is one more t- player you have to watch and like so. amber had never played before so she yeah. had to learn from yeah. the beginning i was actually very thankful that i had played as the ferengi before yeah because playing each race <laughs> is really a different experience yeah. it's not like root level of different experience but it no. really is a different but it experience. is so yeah it's it's yeah. you definitely need to play them different because mm-hmm. i think i'd played this game twice with you guys and the first time i was the federation and like they were very much like, oh, if they are like warp civilization, you can't mess with them. Yeah. Well, yeah, the prime Goody directive. Yeah. You gotta follow the prime directive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, super Mark. boring. So I was like, just... <laughs> they're no carpet bombing for. I just our want to Klingons. carpet bomb the planet. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, and then I would go the opposite because as the Cardassians, I have whole technology trees dedicated to wiping planets out, regardless <laughs> of who they are. And goodbye. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dave, how many Jean Luc Kirks would you give Star Trek Ascendancy out of ten, but not using seven? I actually agree with Mark on this. I will also go eight. Yes, this is absolutely a, it's both a genre I like and of course Star Trek. I mean, I love space to begin with, but Star Trek is my favorite mm-hmm. of the space things. But it absolutely does suffer from some legitimate issues. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's not fun. This game is very well put together. Uh, this game is well designed. This game is a ton of fun. But really the downsides are the downtime is the biggest downside to this game in general. And if we could do something about the downtime, I think it would be a better game. A little bit more on the luck mitigation. Like some of the things you can explore, there is a giant swing between blow up my fleet and get a free technology, a thing that can sometimes take two and three turns to get like rounds. And a round is a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. I flipped one over and on a six sided dice, it was like three plus and my ship blew up. I was like, what in the heck? Like, And so my whole fleet just got annihilated. 
annihilated <laughs> yeah, just flying. Canonically, a year in, or a round in this game is like 10 years, I think they said. Oh, because really? like you're you're out there, you're meeting new civilizations, a couple sometimes a turn, you're building whole fleets, you're like doing so much that a round is hmm. like roughly 10 years. So well, I, like I it's a that. huge scope of a Well, game. that makes the downtime even longer. <laughs> so the downtime Sorry. is 10 years. <laughs> so actually, if you think about it, downtime is not really that bad. For you, it's like, you know, three minutes, but... But for them, it's like years. 10 years. Yeah, you're sitting there waiting to order your ship to leave and orbiting the same space station for 10 years. So out of uh, 10 Jean-Luc Kirks, uh, I wish I knew another captain. I would have thrown their name in there too. But Crusher. I said one it twice in this podcast. Well, we don't listen I to I also that. don't listen to this. Uh, there's Did Crusher. you hear something, Mark? <laughs> Wesley Crusher is the Will Wheaton, right? Yeah, yeah. that's Will Wheaton. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain not, Crusher. Not a captain. Captain Crusher. Yeah. He's an ensign at best. How many Crushers would Cabin you Cabin Boy get? Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I will also give this game an eight. It is like the perfect seven game for me, but I we don't do that because we're adults and we can stick to a decision. That's right. So yeah, I you will, decide. I will make it an eight. When I'm playing the game, when the game is actually being played, it is fun. When I am sitting watching the game be played, and I don't need uh, 40 minutes to plan out my next turn because I'm going to just randomly do things anyway. <laughs> You're going to do what seems the most fun? Yeah, yeah. At, when my turn comes around. So that's the biggest thing, a luck mitigation, like we said. But everything like exploring the planets is fun, getting new technology. Mm -hmm. fun like all that stuff everything that is actual gameplay with the exception of some random luck things that happened is a lot of fun yeah and the borg i thought was really fun i think that was a really cool thing too yeah. uh to to add in especially having them come out earlier and then mm -hmm. oh my gosh us, that would have changed the having game so us much having to work together to i would like, have been such a coward i would have <sighs> never discovered you guys and, and as weaklings too like yeah. to get out th oh no the borg will go discover you oh no so the borg have a deck and they follow their own sort of pattern of behavior. And part of that is if they'll go explore new planets and they will make a way to you. Like oh, you no. can't just hide from the Borg. I want a turtle for the Borg. <laughs> turtle up? Uh, I think you'd really enjoy playing the Klingons. I think I played the Klingons. You okay. have. Yeah, you have. I played the, the, the Enterprise and the Klingons. Okay. <laughs> and mm. now you play the Romulans. And now I yeah. play the Romulans. Oh, another Did thing. you order new uh, expansions? I have not. The Vulcans and the... I want to be logical. The Q. <laughs> no. There's oh, you get no to be way the that's God? Expansion. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. He's a god, uh, right? I'm the Q. I'm just sort of a god being. I'm um, just gonna. I've troll. decided. I've decided that I win. Yep. I uh, all discover right, all of your technologies, <laughs> and you can't discover technology <laughs> anymore. Another thing I kind of wanted to say too: all the ships look totally different, and they're so easy to tell apart on the board. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah they're they look different, and they're different colors. This game, mm -hmm. this game is surprisingly readable for how much is going on. Yeah, at no point did I ever look around the board and wonder what was what. There's not uh, a ton of like iconography that you have to recognize. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. like some a few things. Which you get like immediately, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about your dope ships, the ones that look like birds. Yeah, man, birds mm -hmm. of prey—that's yeah. what they're called. Ka -ka! Yeah, we're the bird people. Yeah, right, Dave. Yeah. No, it's a yes. Klingon bird of prey. Uh, so that is, yeah, Diamond Papillon <laughs> in uh, Star Trek Ascendancy. Uh, so now we're going to move on to our topic, and we're going to talk just like we did about Star Trek, which is a 4X game. Our topic this week is about 4X games. So if you're if you hear us throw terms out there like 4X and you're mm -hmm. unfamiliar with that, now is the time that we will talk about those. Just give you a little insight into the 4X. Mark has all copious <gasps> amounts of notes. Oh, it's a copious. This actually was a much harder um, genre of game to research really? than the last couple ones. Yeah. I, I, as usual, did zero research. I did some thinking about it. You did some... I did look up to see what 4X, what the 4Xs yeah, were. I also did that much. I thought I knew, and then I questioned myself, mm -hmm. and then I looked it up, and it turns out 
I was right to question. Yeah. <laughs> I can always remember like two or three. Yeah. And then there's yeah. always one where I'm like, what is oh, that? Oh boy, what's that other So one? finally it clicked for me because it's actually the order you play these games in. So yeah, when you start playing this game, the first thing you do is explore. Because usually uh, you're in your little base or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get out there. You're trying to explore the map. Step two is you start to expand. You start to build whatever engine you have, whatever empire you have. You start to take over more areas so you can generate more resources or however that game functions. The next thing you generally do is exploit. You start figuring out how to exploit to get more resources, to get more armies, to get more whatever it is your race is good at. And finally, you meet the other players and you exterminate them. Mm-hmm. I start with exterminate of yeah. my own people. <laughs> <laughs> what do I need all these peasants for? I'm also exploiting at the yeah. same time. <laughs> I play this different. Than if yeah, you yeah. play this as the Ferengi, then you, the four X's are just exploit four times. <laughs> A, B, E. Always, Always be, be exploiting. exploiting. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, Mark, tell us what's in your show notes about the 4X well, game genre. I'm so glad that you asked me about this. The first thing about 4X games that you got to know. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to ask Dave. Is that <laughs> We talked about what we know yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> I've exhausted my stores. So the yeah, first thing that's you, the 5th X. <laughs> so the first thing you got to know about 4X games. Okay. They are 1x more extreme than 3x games. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I agree. 2x more than <laughs> 2x I, Actually, games. this is a good point, though. I looked through my board game collection, mm-hmm. and I noticed that I had a board game called Star Empire, which is an old board game from Fantasy Flight that they no longer have the 40k license, so mm-hmm. it can't get reprinted. But anyway, I was thinking about 4x games, and I said no to that one because it's a 3x game. Mm-hmm. The board is set up in advance. Yes. You do the other three things. You exploit, you expand, you exterminate, but preset board so no exploit. Yeah, that's more like a sandbox game. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. actually my the exact thing I thought. This mm-hmm. is now a sandbox, yes. not a or dudes on a map or a, sure. maybe a war game, but it's not a four X game. Yeah. So piggy piggybacking onto that thought, um, if a game this is like actually in the general definition for the term. If a game does not allow a player to be exterminated, like through player elimination, mm-hmm. it's considered a three and a half X game. I hate <laughs> that right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll get that. Okay, let's talk about then Heroes of Land, Air, and Sea, because in that game, you can exterminate another player, but then the game is instantly over. Does that yes. still count? No, it's not instantly over. It's one more round. One more round. Anything in that game, as soon as it does the victory condition, you have mm-hmm. one more round. Oh, yeah, some okay. of the research I'd done said it doesn't even have to be a likely thing that happens, but it has to ha- be a possibility. Yeah, like in Star Trek, it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Like, realistically, it's probably not The happen. universe almost exterminated me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. pretty funny. It's very hard, and you have to be, like, working for it, but you could do it. Yeah. It's it's just very difficult next to, goal to successfully for next exterminate somebody from <laughs> the, one of these games. All right, gentlemen, if I had to tell you that okay. this term was coined in a certain year, before X, like, what year would you guess? 1997. Um, 1997? 1987. Oh, this is a great question. You know what? I wonder if this is actually not coined for board games, but video video games games. first, which makes me think it would probably be like the 70s, like mid to late 70s. Mid to late 70s. Gentlemen, the game, uh, sorry. 2016. 2020. This year. We have made this up. (laughs) No, the uh, term was initially coined in 1993. Oh! Oh, that's yeah. 
later than I thought. I changed from 97 to 87. Did you? Yeah. Well, I'll still give it to you. You're closer than Dave. It's still closer than me. I thought 70s. (laughs) And it was uh, with the release of Master of Orion, a turn-based strategy computer game that was released that year Mm. for uh, Macintosh and MS-DOS. I have played that game. Have you really? Yeah. It's like an early space sieve. How many X's did you do? All four of them. (laughs) Not well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking of like- Like Like Civilizations. The entire Civilization series Mm -hmm. is probably the best known example of a 4X game. Yes. Just because it practically defined the entire genre. But even Civilization built on games like Orion. Mm Yeah, one of the things that I noticed while I was doing all this research for this genre of game was that video games and the 4X board games are so linked together that oh. they are nearly indistinguishable like from each other. I could see that. Yeah, because you've got your sibs, which are also turn-based, which lend themselves to something like a board game very well. Mm-hmm. I grew up playing like Command and & Conquer and uh, Age yeah. of Empires, and mm-hmm. these are also 4X video games, but this is a real-time strategy game now. Yeah. So much harder to move into the board game realm because you're not taking turns right mm-hmm. so a lot of those early computer games that initially coined the term uh 4x they took a lot of cues from like 1970s text-based video games and board games such as risk okay i could yeah. see that so like sure. yeah mm-hmm. risk is a 3x game i yeah, guess because you can't you're not exploring not exploring yeah yeah you can sort you can exploit because you get the little cards i guess you're to get more certainly armies. exterminating yeah yeah most definitely talk about player elimination in a game oh yeah you're eliminated this game's gonna be another three hours <laughs> yeah <laughs> Watch right. a, watch the rest of us play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, watch the other three of us play as third place chooses who wins. <laughs> Basically. I've now described risk. <laughs> yeah, so and what you what you eventually end up with is a weird feedback loop between 4X video games and 4X board games constantly influencing each other as they are developed. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, what year was the first 4X game released? Video or 1993. board? 1993. Board game. Oh. <laughs> well, I clarified. Yeah. You just yelled yeah. the number. Well, he yeah. just said first. Yeah. I said 1993. This, this that was the, the answer. This is the prototypical 4X game. What, um, what year would you think it got year? released? year? I'm going to say 2002. I'm going to say 1999. Ooh, 1975. Okay, that's much earlier than I expected. Yes. yes. But, uh, it, but the term for that game yeah, wasn't but the term. Yeah, the term. The yeah, genre right, right. itself wasn't, wasn't created. We fooled until. ourselves, Dave. We, did, yeah. we have talked ourselves in a circle. <laughs> uh, the first published example of what would eventually be called a 4X game was Stellar Conquest in 1975. Four years later after that, a game called Starfall uh, was developed in 1979. I've heard of Starfall. Yeah, they're both apparently pretty prominent well, Starfall's games. Starfall's that new game on uh, Xbox Game Pass. Oh, maybe Starfall, yeah. where you're on the planet. And it's like XCOM. Isn't that called that's Starfall? That's St- Stellaris. There's one that's called Stellaris, and there's one that's called Planetfall. Planetfall is what I was <laughs> So close to Starfall, though. So close. Stand by for Titanfall. I don't I get care it. about that. Thank you. I, I get it. That I was like a good Titanfall. franchise. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, big robots with machine guns. Who doesn't love a big... <laughs> Who doesn't love a mech? Uh, Planetfall is also a 4X game, though. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's, it's civilizations in space a little bit. Fascinating. But with XCOM as the, your battle mechanic. So a year after... Starfall was published, right? In 1980, a game called Civilization. Mm -hmm. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Never not, heard of it. Mind you, this is not Sid Meier's Civilization. Different games. Ah. So Civilization, designed by Francis Tresham, uh, it was released by a UK game company called Heartland Trefoil, and is now considered to uh, by some to be the first game in history to contain a tech tree. Oh. oh. I love a tech tree. Dude, yep. there was like a Civ-like game on the NES. I mean, this is an old genre. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually goes way back. Um, and this was like the first ever board game to ever contain a tech tree. Uh, although players expanded and explored a board, a greater emphasis was placed on trade 
trade and diplomacy rather than outright warfare. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I love a game, though, that is a mixture of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, you can attack me, but that mm. means all of our trade ends. And yeah. What yeah. I like is to set up a trade agreement, then when you don't get your way, you then result to violence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exactly. against what you've said. <laughs> so the standard game time for this game, by the way, would you guys like to guess how long a game of civilization Six hours. could take? Oh, wait, I, is video game? No, board game. This is the board game. Six I guess hours. nine. Three to 12. Oh, well, we're <laughs> both right. Sw- yeah. yeah. Also, quite, quite the swing. Yeah, the idea of playing a 12-hour board game, though. I'm in. I mean, I like you guys. Oh, no, I'm in. I would totally play a, a solid, like, the day that we finally get, like, a solid eight, six or eight people to play um, Twilight Struggle, or Twilight yeah. Imperium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, nope, that's too Oh, my God, game. a 12-hour <laughs> game of Twilight Struggle. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to play it until you get fourth edition. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's never gonna get old. It's never gonna get old. That joke was never good to begin with. It's always good. <laughs> <laughs> so, twenty years after uh, Civilization was released, the next proper 4X game was released in 1994. A game called Gateway to the Stars. Ooh, sounds so fancy. Turn the I, page. I do like Gateway to the Stars. I noticed that there's a very large emphasis on space-themed games in the 4X genre. In space. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think that is, Dave? We know way less about space than we know about the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with more, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it lends more creativity. Like, so if I'm exploring Earth, you now are pigeonholed into sticking with a lot of normal things. If you at least go fantasy and or space, you can make up so many more things to you could be, be Lewis and Clark 4X. Oh, nice. That'd be great. <laughs> You're just discovering the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> and then you exploit all of the Native you Americans. You exploit all of yes, them yes, and sometimes them. exterminate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes accidentally. Yeah, what are you? I, I don't know what you're immune to. Yeah. <laughs> I have researched blanket gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That makes me sad. <laughs> I'm not saying it was a good research. Hey, Dave, what happened in 1997, three years after the release of Gateway to the Stars? Uh, Gateway to the Stars 2. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Was it Sid Meier's Civilization? It was not. Oh, well. It's a very important game to you. Age of Empires. Mm-mm. Command and Conquer. Star no. Trek. The, Star Trek Ascendancy. The Witcher. <laughs> the Witcher. <laughs> the Witcher. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games publishes Twilight Imperium, first oh. edition. Oh. What oh, year was that? 1997. I Twilight. bet it's a wreck to play now. First edition? <laughs> oh, man. I read a bunch of reviews about the Twilight, what edition is the one to play, and a lot of people love first edition. Really? Really. They say it's so stripped down to like it's the core of what the game is about. I bet it's impossible to get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <for sure. laughs> to some small fortune to mm. buy it. So after 1997, uh, Fantasy Flight publishes Twilight Imperium, changes everything thing like revolutionize the whole 4x board game field, it's it still like. considered one of the best For 4x sure. games ever made yeah yeah i could see it i mean it's so solid i think i saw a documentary i didn't watch it but i saw it about the guy who designed <laughs> twilight imperium <Good>. excellent work <laughs> Mark, thank I, you. I once watched this trailer for this movie yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't see the movie. i didn't see it but i definitely read about it in an article and i didn't even say. hear it i was just like standing in a GameStop, and it was playing on the tv on mute <laughs> i watched i was scrolling through the internet and i saw saw a review of a movie yeah i didn't read the review or the see the movie right i just happened to i'm I'm aware that there is a documentary about the guy but i know it exists yeah and i'm not interested that's all good information mark Excellent work. <laughs> Listen, I gave you I give you nuggets and then sometimes I give you trash. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, that's fair. You just push the button and see what comes out. You just yeah diamond us. <laughs> yeah, just yeah diamond you. Uh, after the release of um, 1997's Twilight Imperium, basically you start to see multiple examples of the genre released every single year after that. Sure. That makes um, sense. In 2002, the board game video game feedback loop comes to full full fruition with the release of Sid Meier's Civilization, the board game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I own that board game. <laughs> yeah. Do you really? We've never played 
played it. Yeah, I got it. I just recently got it. It was on sale for like $24. Is oh, this, this is the new one, New Dawn. I was going to say, is this the... Because there's uh, one that was made in 2002, designed by Glenn no, Drover. No, it's and, not that one. Yeah, New Dawn, they said, is a lot better. Yeah. It's new. It's published by Eagle Games, and then basically another version of the game was released in 2010 by Fantasy Flight Games. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Can't wait to play it. Can't yeah. wait to play it. I love 4X games. I uh, 4X games as a genre is a ton of fun. They suffer in general from a few downsides because the scope of them tries to be so large, so culture spanning, so uh, multi-generational, they tend to take a long time to sure. play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they tend to have a lot of rules and they tend to take hours and hours and even longer for every player you add, especially if the players don't know what they're doing. And I don't know how to fix that. The only few games that uh, you could say uh, like a Tiny Epic did a, I forget what it's called, but Tiny Epic did a Quest, game. I think. Yeah. And it's such a stripped down version that yes, it technically does have all the four categories, but it doesn't feel like yeah. this multi-generational massive experience mm-hmm. like your Star Trek Ascendancies or your civilizations do. It's not a bad thing to have a smaller version that's more accessible. Sure. But if I want to play one of these massive games and experience building this entire civilization, then I am down with the concept that this is going to be four to six hours of my day. Yeah. I'm yeah. fine with that. The big thing is it's a high barrier to entry. Mm-hmm. So you're going to you have to know at least something about board games. You're not going to oh, be yeah. like a brand new player playing one of these games. I mean, you can be sure. Yeah. But if I if my first board game was like Twilight Imperium, I, we couldn't even figure out Descent. Like yeah. when we first got it, yeah, so like, definitely could yeah. start there. It's yeah. definitely like so much more complicated. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Seeing people like, oh, I saw this game played somewhere, so I bought it. It's my first game, like Twilight Imperium. There's like this rule book's huge. I don't understand <laughs> any of the terms in it. <laughs> and, and people and are just like, yeah. And that rule book is even sometimes a bit iffy. Like when I was reading the rule book to Twilight Imperium specifically, I read the rule book and then I had to watch a gameplay video for a little bit because some of the things were finicky and I didn't quite understand them. And this is third edition? Yeah, this is third edition. I've heard that a lot of those issues are cleared up in fourth edition. <laughs> yeah, nope, absolute, none of those absolute, rules change in fourth absolutely. edition, Mark. They all change. <laughs> you they're shut all, your ugly pie They're all better. <laughs> yeah. Going back to what you were kind of talking about there, Dave, about how a lot of these 4X games take place in space, as the um, genre has been more explored and there's more experimentation going on, a lot of the settings have started to change too. Mm. You have games that definitely deal with like space empires, but even now you're starting to see like ancient and feudal societies oh, uh, being cool. explored, uh, high fantasy. Even there's a game called March of the Ants in, that was published in 2015 by Weird City Games. I feel cool. like I've heard of this yeah, game. Yeah, it seems pretty dope. I'm thinking about buying it. it. You basically control an ant colony. You are expanding, you're exploring, uh, you are exploiting, of course, national res- natural resources, and then you're fighting the other players' ants colonies. And One you're the- spending a lot of time eating fungus grown from your puke? Yeah. yeah. What else you got? I've always wanted to play a game where I got to do that. What else can do with your time, Dave. And like one of the cool things I, I I love about this game is the fact that you can evolve your ants. Like they have different ant parts that you can like put onto your ants. Yeah. Oh. Machine guns. Yeah, oh, like, so this is Boggle. Is that what's the name of that game? No, critters. Critters. Where, critters. Where you have the little you have the little bug and you roll the yeah. dice and you put the legs and the antenna. We have oh, yeah. we have it, Mark. If you want to play. Oh yeah, I'd love to. That sounds great. <laughs> it, it is a it is a children's activity no, with no I'm, player agency. <laughs> I'm assuming that you like collect resources and then you use those resources to give your ants upgrades. Like, oh, I, I thought know, you were talking like, about critters. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no it's nope. not. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You roll a dice. Like, we played that game with Kira when she's like four. Yeah, you roll a dice and then she, you pick up a part. And then well, she beat us. It looks so cool. Like you, can give your, you can give your ants like armored carapaces, acid sprays, like huge like 
fighting mandibles. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, this I love so it. Totally dope. Extra fungus puke. Extra fungus puke. My, yes. my fungus produces at twice the normal rate. Yes. Because <laughs> my puke is so vibrant. It's Gentlemen, so vibrant. I have supercharged my economy with extra fungus. <laughs> so, I have read about this game and I would absolutely play it. Yeah. 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 It seems pretty cheap too. Like, I, I don't think. know if you could tell by Yeah Diamonds, but I will play any game. <laughs> yeah, Dan will. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's my motto. Yeah, I will. <laughs> did, did you ever see that cooking show, uh, Yan Can Cook? No. So no. it's like this uh, Asian chef, and it's his whole thing is like, Yan, Yan Can Cook, and you can too. It's the same thing with board games. Like, <laughs> Dan Can Play, and you can too. <laughs> you know what? That's your new slogan, yeah. I love it. Welcome to Dan Can Play. And you can and too. You, and you can, can too. <laughs> but don't, because this game's not fun. <laughs> Talking about you, yeah, diamond. Yeah. Diamond, no diamond. So there you go. That's my that's my list of facts about four X games. Yeah, it's such a fun genre. And it, my biggest two complaints about this genre are a the time it takes to play, and b that you're not really bringing new players into yeah. the board gaming mm-hmm. genre with a four X game in yeah. general. Yeah, yes. and it's and a lot of these player counts are higher, so it's harder to get people to get, especially as a as adults. We all have stupid lives, that, mm-hmm. stupid uh, jobs and mortgages. Yeah, instead. <laughs> <laughs> instead of family born, instead of being born rich i was born beautiful so i <laughs> i wasn't born either I'm at, defi- <laughs> I'm at a deficit here so i can't just uh, sit home and play video games or board games all day like i used to yeah and some when of I was the- freeloading <laughs> off my parents <laughs> some of these games also get drastically more fun at higher player counts yeah. mm-hmm. like i really like star trek ascendancy that game was more fun with four players than mm-hmm. it was with three even though the downtime was higher and yeah. something like your uh, Twilight Imperiums, that game is really fun at like the six and above player mm-hmm. count because so much of the fun of that game is arguing over politics and player interaction and making deals and the above board game, the meta game of I'm playing Dan, not I'm playing Dan's race of whatever right. is a huge part of the fun of a lot of 4X games. They tend to do a really good job with a ton of politicking. And I love that about them. But get six adults together to play yeah. a four to six you're, hour you're game. You're acting like I have six friends. Yeah. <laughs> to recruit people. That also wish to sit down for six right. plus hours to play one yeah, game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a lot of people that I want to spend six hours with, especially yeah. in a board game situation. That's why I sleep every day because if i didn't i'd have to spend more time with me yeah (laughs) that's why i like i like my naps yep we've talked about a ton of different 4x games what do you think your favorites are in this genre well i think we we really enjoyed we did enjoy star trek ascendancy quite Mm -hmm. a bit i do like that one a lot uh we also played uh heroes of land air and sea that game is a ton of fun and the exploration that game is not the board it's tokens on On the the board board, right right and then all the different connected pathways and everything that you can forge to attack your friends we talked about it on (laughs) episode 11 episode 11 shapes are hard (laughs) shapes are hard shapes are hard <laughs> so you ever listen back to an episode and be like, why'd I name it that? Like, yeah. why is this named this? And then you uh, listen to it and you go, oh, now I get oh, it. Oh, yeah, now oh, I get I it. forgot I was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute, I forgot how dumb I was. Yeah. Oh, thank God I had that reminder. <laughs> but yeah, so if you want to hear our thoughts on, uh, some additional thoughts on how, 4X games, take a, yeah. little, take, take a listen to episode 11. Yeah, they are one of my more favorite, more favorite, <laughs> more favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are okay. one of my more liked genres. Even games. though they're one of the least to the table 
genres. For sure. Yeah. It's a big time sink mm-hmm. for sure, all those games. Forex games! Forex, Forex games! <laughs> well, that's it, gentlemen. We did Episode it. 25 in the book. So if you have any questions or want to talk to us or just feel bored, shoot us an email at randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. So last <laughs> week, we always give out our email address at the end of the show. And um, I made a joke on the last episode saying I even read the spam, which I do. We don't get a lot, but I do read it. <laughs> and so um, one of our one of our listeners, Rick, uh, <laughs> sent in, it appeared to be one of those spam letters. It, and it starts like, dear sir, madam, slash non-gender specific title. <laughs> and then it, and the best thing about this letter, it's like one of those like African princes, send, <laughs> send me some yeah, money and yeah. I'll, I'll send you money. But the the African prince's name is Mr. Toblerone Mbutu. I loved it. And the the best part is he said that it could be very lucrative if we send him money and he can transfer 10% right back to us. And that currently this amount is (laughs) $3.50. So it was really funny. And of course, we have to transfer $1,000 to get it. We have to, yeah, we have to give them $1,000 to get $3.50 back. Well, we get. One thousand three dollars fifty cents. So, and uh, but that that was really funny. And uh, of course, I emailed him back, and it was it was funny. Yeah. But at first, I I was confused by it because I saw the name, and I was like, oh, this regular person. Then I read the email, I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> and then I read it again, and it it was very very funny. Did I, you I, feel a need to transfer funds to Toblerone Mabuto though? Well, that sounds pretty legit name yeah. to me. So. <laughs> he he did not include his banking info though, no, so we we had trouble with it. He uh, didn't. He gave me a. A home address. I just, <laughs> I just sent cash over. Mr. And Mabuto, one, if you would like us to transfer those funds, just please give me your uh, routing number. Yeah, and, and he he also said that he was listening to our show in reverse order, which is like the worst way to listen to it because <laughs> yeah, we reference things we've already well, plus, said. Plus, like I feel like we've gotten better as we go on. Like Have we, that's, I don't know, that's, that's pretty haughty. Well, we've gotten more consistent on yeah. how we do things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So you're going back to when we scored things in the most insane man yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you're leaving the civilization and you're going into the wild west yeah with we're my sti- friend <laughs> we're still back there like beating stuff with stones now you know, we're refined gentlemen you yes. know maybe we should send him an envelope of money and one alive or dead butterfly <laughs> yeah. one live or possibly one of those uh one of those famous hubbard's butterflies oh, i keep hearing about oh, i got a hubbard's butterfly right here <laughs> uh so if you would also like to send us an email just hit us up at random draw podcast at gmail.com check out our instagram every time we talk about a game on the show those pictures are up on both our facebook page and our instagram page so if you'd like to see those our instagram is random draw board game podcast with underscores in between each word and the facebook page is go to facebook open your web browser <laughs> open your web browser of choice type in http and what you want to do is you want to type in in a little search bar with the magnifying glasses where you look for all of the clues yeah this, this is going to help you filter out all of the fake news. <laughs> and you're going to want to search for at random draw pod. And then Mark will immediately know. So Not once you searched. He'll know the second you log into your Facebook. I, yeah. I feel it. He's watching. Yeah. I feel it right in my guts. But Gross. the first. The I first, don't like this at all. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Yeah, sorry. This is why I don't have Facebook. This yeah. right here. Because <laughs> I feel like this is how Mark Zuckerberg watches yeah. all yeah, of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. sitting there. Somebody's logged on. <laughs> Sticky yes. note over his webcam. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a lot of that. Yeah, so you go up there, you hit that little magnifying glass, type in at random draw pod. I will be there. <laughs> He'll be there. Threatening you. And I'll be there. And he he appears just like Beetlejuice right in your room. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to go Mark to your Blyle, bathroom. Mark Belial. Mark 
You have to go to the bathroom, and then you look in the mirror, you, turn, you kill the lights, and then you the say... And then you pull out your phone, and you go to Facebook. <laughs> and, Facebook and then I'm just going to pop out of the toilet like a ghoulie. <laughs> and somehow dry. Yeah, yeah. just dry. Just so dry. Well, I'm he has like, feathers like a duck. <laughs> the water just slides right off. It's because of the amount of time he spends preening from his oil glands. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. All of this part was so weird. <laughs> Lastly, but not leastly, just give us a, a five-star rating on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen and can rate. Yeah. Dan, Dan can rate, and you can too. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Do you watch that new Picard show, Dave? Yeah. You know I've that seen every does. episode. Come on, of course yeah, I have. I know. Dad, what do you think? Is it good? I personally really <laughs> enjoy it. This last episode, spoilers for Picard, mm-hmm. this last episode, <laughs> uh, episode six, yeah, they- Mark. They meet right, they meet Riker and Deanna and uh it made me real happy. They make Rike they meet they met Ry- Riker and Deanna, part of the crew from the original mm-hmm. Star Trek Next Generation. I know anyway, Riker. Yeah, He's got an same. island. Uh so the guy who plays Riker actually dire- has Lensler. directed most of Star Trek Picard. Oh, interesting. He directed a couple of the Star Trek movies too. Rank your uh, Star Trek shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rank them in order how much I like them? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, there's lots of different ways wait. to rank things. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. Uh, I want you to do most uh, scientifically sound, Dave. <laughs> None of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lines of dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Could order... you rank them in order of your preference of maison scene? <laughs> in order of how much I like them. Most to least. Yes. Uh-huh. Most to least would be Deep Space Nine most. Okay. Next Generation second most. Mm-hmm. Probably Picard third. Ooh. Okay. Voyager fourth, Enterprise fifth, Discovery sixth, the original series dead last. Yeah, that was trash. Yeah. As a person who loves Star Trek, I appreciate it for the fact that I got Star Trek because of it, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go watch was it. Was there again. like seven seven things of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Series is. Series sure. I? <laughs> yeah. Seven of nine, I think, right? She was in an episode of Picard too. I've oh, already yeah. said I'm spoilers. I'm be part of that conversation. <laughs> she was from with Voyager. You, Dave, which one of these had the tribbles in them? <laughs> Actually, oh, wait, the, how many of them have so had tribbles? So there's a short, there's a short <laughs> about Star Trek Discovery where the guy who voices Bob's burgers is actually okay. turns out to be the guy who genetically made the tribbles. That's funny. <laughs> so it's officially Star Trek canon that basically Bob made the tribbles. Do you think that this is going to be your favorite show we've done because we're going to be talking about Star Trek? Uh, I don't know. I judge the shows based upon how much fun I had recording them and I feel like There's I'm going to be fun. so excited about talking about Star Trek and you guys are just going to belittle the whole experience. Mm-hmm. So think Not the, the experience end... of the game but yeah, the but experience definitely of the, Star Trek yeah. in general. Yeah, the concept of <laughs> Of, not yeah. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I will yeah. probably talk about how it's second class to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I they, love it. <laughs> they are both universes I enjoy uh, very much, and they are very different and hard to compare. Pick a side, you coward. Yeah. <laughs> They're not the same thing. I'm the fence sitter here. That's right. You have to make a stand, Dave. <laughs> Who makes this water? It's delicious. It's oh, Sam's, uh, Sam's, Sam's Club. Club. Yeah, it's a very exclusive club. You have to pay to be in Sam's Club. I pay to be a member of BJ's. I need you to do me a favor. Buy toilet paper? No, it's actually by sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> the summer is coming, Daniel, and I will spend a lot of it outside. And let me tell you, I went broke on sunscreen last oh, summer. Oh, yeah, I bet they got it there. I never look for it. Oh, because you don't, don't go outside. Because I don't go outside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that Although, sunscreen you can spray on. That's I do, nice. too. Apparently, it's not good for the environment, but it is good for my delicate, fair skin. I would I, say the human condition isn't good for the environment. That's fair. I do yeah. a pretty shoddy job of manually putting on sunscreen. Mm-hmm. I always seem to miss mm-hmm. like a strip, and then I'll go home and have one red strip of my arm. <laughs> 
arm or something. <laughs> well, my my problem is I have just due to the fatness, like just so much skin to mm. cover in sunscreen that like it's a real chore to get it all done. But if mm. I can just spray it down bulk Uh, yeah just like me as a person bulk (laughs) i like my suntan lotion like i like my cheese if you if you (laughs) if you owned your own boat i didn't expect that if you owned your own boat i would get you one of those like mcdonald's ketchup dispensers but just filled with sunscreen (laughs) just go over and (laughs) and while dave wasn't looking i'd replace it all with mayo (laughs) now i'm just slathering up you would cook so fresh we look so delicious. Oh, I could smell my flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you smell delicious. Yeah, 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 no bimini is helping me today. <laughs> it's like uh, those people who use uh, mayo to cook grilled cheese sandwiches. I heard it's delicious. It's yeah. amazing. I've done it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's all fat, baby. Yeah, I know. I usually use butter because you know it's good for your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that checks out. Yeah, I once played a doctor in a play, and let me tell you, in what middle school, and let me tell you, that checked out. Yeah, what <laughs> I've learned from that, I have the internet, and what it said. <laughs> I had like two medical lines and then all of the rest of it was me playing basketball with my buddies. So <laughs> anyway, I basically have a doctorate is what, what? I'm saying. What yeah. play was this? Basically Doc Hollywood? That's was a deep it cut Michael J. Fox movie. Was it the basketball diaries? No, nah, it was a church it was a church play. Doctors on that? No. Do you uh, want to do a show? Nope. Not uh, particularly. All right, see you guys later. Well, it's been fun. I'm back in the I'll car. Edit this ten minutes down to three and a half and we'll call it a day. <laughs> Bye uh, yeah. guys. Send it to me and I'll release it. <laughs> be good to go. We won't even call it a, bo- a bonus episode or anything. It'll just no. act like it's a regular episode. <laughs> episode 25, three minutes long. No, yep, no, no. I'll put on it. enough dead air at the end of it that, it that it still goes for the full hour right. and In the show whatever. notes, we'll just write like first three minutes talking and then next hour and 25 minutes dead air. Dead air. <laughs> and everyone will be like, wow, oh, that's got to be some weird joke they're making. Nope, nope. It is a weird joke. Here's what we'll do. It's we'll just, just not get, like, funny. We'll just get like a 10 minute loop of me breathing into the microphone oh. and then just loop it. You mean every Everything I have to work to edit out, we're just going to mm-hmm. now put now, in there. Yeah, yep. you're going to increase instead of... <laughs> yeah. Just make that the centerpiece. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over!